0: Who? what's good y'all welcome back to episode 40 of the norns it's your man in human line and we're back baby and i got two people with me today i got my mans and my mans introduce yourself gentlemen
1: hey what's up this, this your boy daydreaming artist
2: debbie dad
0: there we go there we go and we got a lot of shit to get through uh yes this was last or i mean just yeah yeah actually yeah last second notice for um dreamer over there so yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah about, just
1: throwing me up in here out of nowhere literally no <laughs>
0: i just called him he said oh i'm in my drawers i "I don't care we're recording uh anyway (laughs) we jumping (laughs) right into the topics and everything because we got a lot to get through and dev i do know that you have to get going and everything uh so just let me know uh when you need to route and we'll give you a little outro and me and aaron will carry it on right got about 40 minutes so i'm good oh no doubt we straighten all right gentlemen let's jump into a first topic that's kind of hot off the press because there's a lot of shit going on um it's a little bit further down on the show notes and shit but i want to do so we'll talk about it right quick and we'll keep it running um ubisoft or ubisoft however you wish to pronounce it uh they're going through some financial issues as they normally are um and things are kind of uh looking a little uh doom and gloom over there kind of. Uh they canceled another four games, but these four games are they are they were yet to be announced and everything. So we don't know what games they are. And I think last year they canceled three games already or vice versa, they canceled four. and now they just canceled three. Um so regardless, we do know I believe one of the games was that VR uh version of Splinter Cell. Which, honestly, just gives me a new splitter, so I don't need a freaking VR version of my stuff. But, anyway, uh, four games canceled. They were not announced, so they're games that were in progress. Uh, and Skull and Bones, yet again, got freaking delayed, which is their pirate game that has been literally being made since the Xbox 360 days, because it's using the same uh, stuff that they were making Assassin's Creed Black Flag off of. Uh, so four games canceled. This game got pushed back again, and um, the CEO kind of shared I don't want to say it's kind of sending, but it, it was a very, very interesting letter. And I, to paraphrase, he was pretty much saying, Hey, yo, pretty much we bleeding money, we need to start watching what we're really spending money on and stuff. And you guys need to really saddle in because. Uh, we got to get it together, and I need you guys all to start putting in more um, effort into this stuff pretty much It almost sounded kind of like AO hey, our company's failing because you're not working hard enough Whereas really the truth is you're, you're putting out mediocre shit, and you're really just money hungry and for every good game You put out there's always a dud so uh, Gentlemen, oh, oh, this is the reason why I saw it off the press before I ask you guys for your opinions. Uh, one of the Ubisoft studios is actually due to the letter and due to conditions. They're actually going on strike or supposedly they're going to be going on strike um, due to one that kind of bullshit ass letter. Excuse my language, but also um, 2 you you're kind of really just telling them saddle up and put in more work because you guys aren't working hard enough, which I obviously isn't true. Uh, but gentlemen what do you think are it uh what games this year are you looking forward to that are going to be by ubisoft or games um in the future that they're supposed to be releasing or what do you want to see from them talk to me
2: Assassin's creed they got a whole list of them and I, I need to i can't wait to see all of them
0: oh yeah actually yeah that's actually what they wanted to throw under um this year is uh we're supposed to be getting Assassin's Creed mirage but all the games they showed Lower day uh, announced last year for Assassin's Creed during the 15 year anniversary. Um, so, Assassin's Creed Mirage still slated to release this year. Um, Assassin's Creed, was it Red? Um, the one based in Japan? That's still supposed to be coming out. Assassin's Creed Hex? That's supposed to still be coming out. As well as the mobile Assassin's Creed, which is Assassin's Creed Dynasty. Which, by the way, there is a guy on YouTube that is leaking a bunch of game footage for it it doesn't look half that bad it actually looks maybe like a three-year-old assassin's creed a four-year-old assassin's creed it looks but it still looks good so if you want to see any mobile game footage of that game there's a guy that pretty much is risking his whole life and <laughs> his or at least his whole career um, on youtube trying to post up videos but that's all set to come out um assassin's creed x i mean not that's that tom clancy's x defiant That's still on track to be released. The Prince of Persia remake, still on track to be released. And also, the Splinter Cell remake is still on track to be released. Um, On top of that, Ubisoft Belgium had tweeted out a picture of um, the iconic Splinter Cell goggles. And there's a Rainbow Six um, leaker that I follow on Twitter. He quoted that tweet and he tweeted out um, Splinter Cell North. And in parentheses, he put new game. So I'm guessing they are working on a new game and his code name is Splinter Cell North. Now, normally he only leaks Rainbow Six stuff, but sometimes he also kind of does some Fortnite things. But he's always right. That's the thing. Like everything he always says is right. Um, as well as I can say there is confirmation that the team that worked on Ghost Recon is working on a new game. It is supposed to be in the Ghost Recon um, world because that's literally all they work on. But there's no confirmation whether it's a Wildlands 2 or a Breakpoint 2 or, you know, what whatever the case may be. But what we do know is that Battle Royale First Person Shooter Ghost Recon is officially canceled. But I can confirm that uh, there is another game that that Ghost Team is working on. So with all that being said, gentlemen, my bad, a little long winded, but, uh, what are your thoughts on everything? Ubisoft.
2: Well, going back to the skull and bones, it was originally supposed to be released in November, right?
0: Uh, something like that. Yeah. And well, originally it was supposed to be released something like, maybe like four or five years ago, something like that. Um, and then it kept just getting pushed and then it completely disappeared. Then it came back up it was supposed to release last year then sometime in november then it was supposed to release i believe yesterday and then they pushed it to late this month and now they pushed it to um some other further date
2: that's concerning i mean there's a lot of bugs they running into
0: <laughs> i think is that or they're probably just trying to find more ways to make money from it they're, they're going to probably just try to monetize everything. Um, they'll probably do maybe some mobile game bullshit. Like uh, you can do these missions. But once you run out of energy, you got to go do side missions or mini games in order to get more energy. <laughs> like they, they, this is Ubisoft we're talking about. All they truly care about is the money, which does look like it's starting to change a little. Because Assassin's Creed Mirage is a much smaller Assassin's Creed game. They said it's not going to be this... Huge big open world game that we got with Assassin's Creed Valhalla, um, was Odyssey and uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. They're not gonna do no crazy big open world, it's supposed to be just within one uh region or borough or within uh, Baghdad. So, yeah, I don't know, we'll, we'll see.
2: <laughs> I mean, everything Ubisoft right now is pretty chill i think the only concerns i have is the four games that was unannounced being canceled i need to know what games was it and the reason behind these cancellations but other than that i mean i'm excited for their Assassin's creed lineup that they got so i'm glad that's still a go
0: well they said the reasoning is literally just um funding they're pretty much hitting uh they're not at um they're not at code red yet but it is a code yellow right now. Uh, they're pretty much spending more money than they are recouping. And I do think it's, uh, because of just bullshit projects. They released that bullshit game, um, Rainbow Six. Uh, what was it? Not Hazard. Rainbow's not Extinction. Oh my God, what was it called? I'ma look it up right now. Not Excursion. Uh, rainbow extraction there we go rainbow six extraction which was like some weird uh oh there's a radiation thing toxic waste uh creature thingy, but it was just weird dumb stuff and everything and funny enough it was actually really fun when it was a event that they had on assassin i mean on rainbow six siege so when they had our siege it was simply just an event and it was really fun then they said hey yo let's launch this into a full game so then we can actually get people to pay for this And guess what it all went to hell (laughs) because that that's just just ubisoft it's just what they continue to do and it it makes no sense um but we do have uh the avatar game coming out which is going to be made by ubisoft and nobody's talking about that we still don't really know much about it i could have sworn it was set to be released this year i'm guessing maybe with assassin's creed mirage coming out they're going to wait closer to the date of that to really Full push the um the marketing, and then after that, then they'll focus on Avatar. Uh, but I honestly do not know. They do have a Star Wars game that's lined up that's supposed to be a big open world, expansive Star Wars universe thing. So that's going to be cool to see. But yeah, man, it's freaking Ubisoft. I, I don't know, brother. Uh, but Dreamer, what you think on this and everything? I know you're waiting on Beyond Good and Evil 2. But what, other than that What's up man
1: Yeah I don't know for me personally Um Yeah I'm not really looking forward Into any type of Ubisoft games At the moment right now That's just me
0: Ooh my heart that hurt
1: <laughs> Like I don't know I, just, I don't really see anything That piques my interest at the moment right now That's just me
0: Okay okay yeah, I guess on my end thing, everything, obviously, y'all know I'm, I'm an Assassin's Creed, like, fan. Like, one of my son's middle name is Altair. Like, I'm just a huge Assassin's Creed fan. So, I'm really excited for Assassin's Creed Mirage. They're going to be bringing it back to the roots. We're finally going back over to the Middle East. So, I'm really excited for that as well. Um, As well as the shopping district within Baghdad that we're supposed to be going to. It's going to be extremely, like, colorful and it's gonna be vibrant. It's gonna be nice and everything just to be back in that um place. Um, aside from that, the projects that got canceled, I mean, they they didn't show us anything of them, so I'm not too worried. But they did say that they are going to be focusing on their bigger franchises that actually do bring in the money. So, um, you guys remember that game that came out, Immortal Phoenix Rising? Yeah. Well, yep. that, that game was supposed to get a sequel. But it was never announced so i'm pretty sure World that war. sequel got canned um and the team that was working on that i'm pretty sure they probably moved them over to the next assassin's creed game um and stuff so we're gonna see but you know ubisoft bigger franchises are um you know your rainbow six games your assassin's creed uh funny enough watchdogs was not on the list of their highest games when they talked about it in the letter so that's a little concerning Uh, Because I really do like the Watch Dogs universe. I do believe they screwed up on Watch Dogs Legion. But the universe as a whole is really good. Um, But you know, you have your um, ghost recons and stuff like that. I said Rainbow Six already. You have your Splinter Cells and stuff. I wonder if the remake of Prince of Persia is them trying to revive the game series. I kind of just think it should let it die. Um, But if it is going to bring enough money for them that they feel is cool, do it. Um, I don't know if I said Far Cry or not, but that's going to be good. But also, as I said, they have a Star Wars game that's in the works as well as the Avatar game that's coming out. So if they focus on their major uh, titles and universes, they'll be perfectly fine. They just need to stop dumping money into just bullshit that they know they're not even going to fully support. Um, But saying that. With another you said what? They need to come out with another Rayman. That is Ubisoft, ain't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. Well, I, I see. I, I think my, my biggest issue is I, uh, I think Ubisoft kind of lost their knack for fun like it, it, their games used to be extremely fun to play, but it all became business all of a sudden. So now it's kind of like, OK, how many fetch quests can we do? Uh, How long can we just keep the people in the game? And I feel like if you're going to make another Rayman, like you got to bring that fun aspect back and i mean they did the uh that what is it that that quick time game the fucking mario rabbits that was pretty decent that was fun enough but for a rayman they're gonna need to really take their time with that one uh but i would love to see another one you are right i would love to see another one um but saying that gentlemen we're off to sony news okay talk to me did you guys watch the last of us episode one it was an hour and a half uh, exclusively on HBO Max. Uh, I believe it's airing every Sunday from now on. Some nonsense like that. What's going yes, on, Did like you that. watch it? We sure did. Alrighty, well, I know uh, I did. Yeah. Aside from what yeah. we know, that's going to happen later, Ron. What are your thoughts on the first episode?
1: Ten out of ten. I freak. I was literally astounded. Like it, it. Honestly, honestly, it exceeded my expectations. Like. I already knew what to expect, obviously, since I played the games and whatnot, and it's literally one of my, I guess you can say one of my top favorite games, to be honest, but it's just the simple fact that, like, this is, like, the adaption of that—it's live action, and honestly, it, it literally blew my mind. I thought it was co- going to be a dud, like, probably taking, like, a few things out that was major to the story, but they actually kind of just stick like not even taken out it was just a matter of like they added to it and it made the story even better like for instance it was um a moment where um joel's daughter uh sierra um during like um during his birthday sh- they were showing basically like how she was going to uh fix his watch uh do things or whatever before like celebrating his actual birthday and I'm like that's something that they never showed within the game and I thought I thought that was pretty cool and just like other minor things that they added to it it definitely like added to the story which I loved and just everything about it was just it, it, it was just it took took my breath away
0: true 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 and how, how about you Deb talk to me uh
2: I mean, I can't say I was surprised really, uh, like Dreamer was. Because when the game I'm not doing the game when the show was first announced, uh, if I do recall, they did say that they was going to uh include some of the creators of the game into the Yeah,
0: Neil Truckman was there.
2: Yeah, and so I think that's what made me not so worried about the show because when you're actually adding the creators of the game to help with this project, then you can you know, you're just not you're getting like a full insight of what the game actually supposed was and like you know, it it, that's the way it should should happen. You know, not to throw shots but uh but you know, like the Halo series that they got on Paramount. (laughs) Yeah, 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 that's, if, if they would have included the actual creators of the game into that little working process, then that show could have been, that could have been better. And so I think uh, The Last of Us took the right steps with that, and I'm, I'm, I think the only thing I was really shocked about was the cast, because I didn't think, I when they announced the cast, I did not think uh, it was a good looking cast. Um I still think uh the other dude from Game of Thrones, uh how do you pronounce his name, Nicolaj or something? He got the face of Joel. Yeah.
0: But he does.
2: He really but, does. But this guy, like when I was talking to Dreamer the other day, like when he talk you kind of hear Joel and then you kind of believe like that's actually the real Joel right <laughs> like, so so I, I'm not even upset at the cast anymore I think they did their thing with this one
0: no doubt no doubt really you know, and you're right cause this, and the, the actor his name's is um, Pedro Pascal the one who's currently playing Joel um, this is also the same actor that plays the Mandalorian and everything I, I love him to death um, but no, you're right, and I, I I do think one thing that I noticed. Oh, excuse me, my bad, had a burp. Uh, But one thing that I noticed about the um show, the difference between that and the Halo one is I really feel like the Halo show was specifically made for um the people who one are into drama series, and two it was made for people who honestly don't know shit about the game. Because I'm going to be honest, like if you're simply just a fan of the game, like such as I am, like it, it missed the mark on almost everything. Now, granted, the show is technically supposed to be a prequel and everything that's not going to line up with certain events. Cool. Did they take liberties? Fuck yes. They took one too many liberties and everything. Um, But with The Last of Us, they said, no, 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 no. We have enough faith and that's the difference. That the they had enough faith in the source material that it could make a great one-to-one adaption. Like that's literally what they did. And as me and dream were talking about earlier today, one of the beauties within it was the fact that because it's a show now, they can show you all the little in-between things, such as um as he said for the, the watch of um, his daughter getting um his watch fixed. You did not see that in the um, game. But you know it happened because, boom, she popped out and said it. Hey, listen, I got this picture. Boom, that was something good. But you didn't see it in the show. You actually got a chance to see that. As well as, I mean, Dreamer talking earlier, they show you how people actually made money as well. And how they worked. What they did to get the money. Like, that shit was crazy. And it was good. And, like, as I was talking to Dreamer, I said, like, I have no issue with anything in the um, episode and everything. It's literally 10 out of 10. Perfect. The only thing that I have a fear of for the series is the, um, I feel like when you're watching a show, you never know what's going to happen next. And you're like, oh shit, that just happened. It's different because the fact they're sticking so close to the source material, that's going to be a different feeling that I'm going to just have to come to terms with for the show that... The only surprises that I'm going to have through the show are going to be the little in-between things that they show off-screen when you're playing the game. So when a character pops up and you're like, oh, yo, this just happened, we might actually get to see that now. Little things like that. Or unless it be specific scenes like... When I was talking to Dreamer, that's told him, I was like, "Yo, n- n- the next episode we're probably going to get the scene where he actually has to guide um, Ellie on the little raft as she's p- as she's pushing her through the water." I was like, "Yo, that's going to be cool to see and everything because we're going to get more dialogue than we got in the game of the back and forth between Joel and Ellie." Anyway, but not yeah. oh, sorry, not yeah. just there,
1: If 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 if, uh, if I may add, um, another thing that you know, um, me and the Human Line was talking about earlier was that, you know, with mentioning the whole raft, uh, raft scene where like, you know, him pushing Ellie and helping her out, it also builds up the trust between the two and builds more of the character dynamic that they're going to uh, potentially have. Like for instance, towards the end of the episode of, um, episode one, where Joel was having flashback moments or whatever when they were at gunpoint by this um, army guy or whatever and he was having flashbacks of when his sh- daughter got shot up and unfortunately died and you know Ellie was standing behind him spoiler and, and that alert. Spoiler moment spoiler
0: alert, spoiler alert <laughs> skip 15
1: seconds in that, in that moment you know he kind of just lost it jumped the guy and basically just killed him and whatnot because for a brief instant he had that fatherly instinct of you know having that flashback of his daughter and in that moment he kind of just felt like ellie was his daughter that he felt like he had to protect yep so
0: and and that that, that those are the scenes i'm looking more forward to um because it's not like a a, you're you're watching an episode of house oh no the 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 thing that they thought was going to fix it doesn't work the surgery they're going to do didn't work it's not something like that because you don't know what's going to happen we know all the plot points that they're going to hit what we don't know is the road like you know when they say oh it's not the destination it's about the journey well now it's truly about the journey because we already know where the fuck the destination is (laughs) Um, but if you have not seen it it is on hbo if you have the hbo app um go ahead and watch it uh what i'm going to say is if you played the game i'm not going to say hey you need to stop your whole life right now and go watch it and everything because obviously you know what's going to happen but for those of you who never played the game are interested in it i would say for just regular everyday person tv watcher that is definitely a must see and it should literally be on your weekly watch list if you played the game already you're uh anticipate the fact that what everything that you know is going to happen but just enjoy the little things in between like we said (laughs) like just just get get ready to enjoy that stuff Uh, it's it's definitely a good ride it's an amazing first episode they did a beautiful um a job on actually building the world and all the cool intricacies of everything in between um sticking with sony uh the last thing that i have on their side oh scroll down scroll down scroll down is project leonardo um project leonardo is um sony's version of the xbox adaptive controller um it's made for people who have disabilities and they possibly can't uh hold a controller or use one uh in a way that's more beneficial to them or their playing style uh this is going to be one that you can actually customize towards your liking and your experience which is going to be definitely Um, helpful for people who simply just can't hold a controller in their hand I do pray that this uh, does come fully to fruition Uh, there is no release date currently but it is called Project Leonardo so be on the lookout for that for Sony to announce more stuff hopefully later within this year um, or within the coming years but I do pray that it does have a fast release I just wanted to jump through that Uh, and Oh, uh, where is this? Where is this? Where is this? Oh, um, something for us to actually talk about. Suicide Squad. A picture leaked within the game, and this picture showed. Uh, how do we say? Um, at the... everyone was pretty much talking about one thing within the picture. It was pretty much if you go to a, you press start and you go to your menu screen. It showed your whole squad, and on the top there was a bunch of tabs. One said squad. One said abilities. One said um outfits. But then there was one that said Battle Pass. And this is what everyone got worried about. They're expecting Suicide Squad to just be, you know, a story-driven game. And with a story-driven game, why would there need to be a Battle Pass? You know, we have Battle Passes in Fortnite. We have Battle Passes in Call of Duty. We have Battle Passes in Apex Legends. We have Battle Passes in all these games. Why does Suicide Squad have one? Now, they did say that everything is cosmetic my thing is is this what gaming is going to are you now going to take um single player games or um co-op games and give them battle passes to kind of force people to can say hey, you want this cool skin well you have to keep playing the game like why can't it just be an unlockable by doing missions um so my question to you gentlemen is do you see this as going to be kind of the new thing going forward instead of hiding of certain outfits or gear behind missions or stuff like that do you think that companies are going to start hiding them behind battle passes within single-player games obviously they do it within multiplayer games but do you think this is going to happen within single-player games now uh
1: dev would would you like to go first or (laughs) okay see Uh, uh, i guess i guess i'll go first (laughs) um yeah, honestly, it's just for marketing purposes and whatnot, like we've been dealing with this for the past couple of years and whatnot. I'm like, of course, you know, we play Fortnite almost every damn time we get a chance to, but for the whole battle pass aspect of it all, honestly, I don't want it to be a thing because like you said, why should we have to keep paying in order to keep playing and whatnot? So to speak, I mean, granted you know you do have like uh mobile games that are like that of course but it's just like you know you hop on a mobile game for a little bit and then you kind of just turn it off and just get back to it when you get back to it but like for a big major type of game for like these home consoles pcs and all that stuff uh, it depends but overall in my opinion i feel like it shouldn't be a thing because if you're already paying sixty dollars seventy seventy 70. Like, why should we have to pay extra to keep playing? Like, you know, adding on to a story mode or whatever, so to speak. Like, you're literally taking parts of that story and development and whatnot, you're taking that out and then just saying, Oh, yeah, so here's DLC or whatever we just put together when it was already in there. So, you're not slick, you're just doing this for marketing purposes.
0: Well, well, I do gotta say, one way of how they are actually being slick is in the picture, it actually shows, um. you know, in video games, when they give you material. So let's say you're playing an Assassin's Creed game and you go hunting. Okay, well, you might get an animal pelt. You might get a a deer um antler. You might get da, da, da. Anyway, each individual character has their own like material, and that's pretty much I'm guessing is going to be used to how you upgrade the character. The only thing that was a little off um was ooh, excuse me, second. Oh, my bad. Uh, But the only thing that was a little bit off is the materials that they had for it. They were all different numbers. So I don't know. Again, this is just me Um, thinking. I don't know if every time you level up one character, it levels them all up. I don't know. Now, it could be a system in whichever character you're using as your main currently. They get the majority of the XP. And then all your other characters get 50% of whatever XP you gain or 75 or some shit like that but they won't get the full xp i don't know how they're doing that my only thing is i can see how they're going to be slick and do it to each character um uh, levels up individually so there's no shared xp so in normal games if you switch a character normally they'll be like hey uh you haven't used this character in a while so you have like nine um, points to upgrade your character." Okay, boom, boom, boom. Upgrade him up. Switch back to your original main character and you're cool. You level up, level up. And then, you know, an hour later, you switch back to your... Oh, I got two more um, upgrade points. Use that. And this one, I feel, because of the addition of the battle pass... Ooh, so, my Google Home Mini going off. Jesus Christ. Um, but uh, I, I do have a feeling that they're going to be slick and do something like... Uh, this character um, is... You know level up to like 17 this character is only a level nine so now you have to go do side missions or mini games to upgrade this level nine to like a level 15 to even be somewhat on the same tier as your um, other characters and i think that's going to be the way of how they truly push the battle system oh well you shouldn't be mad about leveling up your characters because you still push further along in a battle pass like i have a horrible feeling that's what they are going towards but um uh go well, ahead and talk to me
2: yeah my concern is not so much with the battle pass and that league image but the matchmaking um uh, like you said earlier you know we was hoping for a story driven um not like a story and online type game uh at least that's what i was hoping for especially coming from Rocksteady, uh, studio. Um, and I'm almost getting the con I'm almost getting concerns as to like, this is going to be something similar to the Avengers game. And we saw how much of a flop the Avengers game was.
0: True. True. Yeah. Would it put you more at ease if it's just a drop in, drop out co-op? Like let's say you're playing as Harley Quinn and the other three that you have with you, they're just, um, you know, NPCs fighting alongside next to you. And then, um, Dreamer and I join your game. Dreamer takes one person, I take the other. And now instead of them just being bots fighting next to you, now it's just us. Would that make you feel more comfortable? I don't know if that's what their goal is and what they're going for, but if it is, would that put you more within a comfort zone?
2: Mm no not really because that's almost like what the avengers uh game did too they had something similar to that
0: but it, um, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't necessarily affect your story if it did it that way would it
2: no it don't affect your story at all but then at the same time i mean would it affect would it affect you and dreamer's story if y'all if y'all did that like i don't it's a lot of concerns and questions
0: behind this that is true that is true and unless us say just do something like um how it was an elden ring i mean but uh, you know again like i i can't say for sure i can only you know just hopefully just kind of give guesses and pray that our best guess is what they go with um, but yeah, no, nah, I honestly can't say for sure. What's on your mind, Dreamer? Um, you got anything else to add on to that?
1: Um, honestly, just piggybacking off what with, <laughs> with, uh, Dev has said. Like, it honestly just depends because I'm like, you do have some people out there that prefer a certain way of like, you know, they have their own game style, so to speak. Yes so you do have some people that wouldn't mind that but for me as far as like you know would it affect my gameplay my story mode or whatever uh in a way probably yeah but it, it really just depends on how they do it and how it's delivered, honestly
0: okay okay no doubt and yeah i think I, i'm right there with you and anything anything could be a good idea but depending on how you execute it can change whether or not it's a good outcome or not um, so saying that, I guess we'll, we'll, go ahead and move on to something that's currently going on. Uh, some of it already happened. I guess more layoffs are going to be happening, but, uh, the Microsoft had to do quite an amount of layoffs within their company and it affected multiple things across their Hololens lens um, group. It happened. It hit Xbox, it hit the windows side of things. It, it was all across the board at Microsoft. Now, one thing that does kind of make it very interesting is all during covid they did not lay off anybody so they were one of the very very few companies who actually kind of opened up their reserves i guess of cash and was like everybody's gonna get paid we're gonna do our best to keep everything afloat and they didn't really let go of many people if not any uh they did put a freezer in hiring i know that that was definitely true Uh, they put a freeze on hiring and a freeze on raises um, but they didn't let go of anyone, while every other major company, for the most part, was dropping people left and right because they couldn't um, recoup any of the money. It turns out now, all these years, uh, even though there is still um, COVID going on, but all these years later, uh, now you know Microsoft is actually starting to let go of people. I'm guessing maybe they weren't able to recoup all the money from what they which lost uh but yeah they are letting some people off and one of the bigger um, one of the most notable places or two of the more notable places were three for three industries which are the developers of halo and bethesda the developers of starfield which is coming out also known for making the fallout games and the elden ring game i mean the elder scrolls game sorry oh <laughs> um, but yeah, uh,
2: Elon, Elon Musk must have bought Microsoft and started laying people
0: off. Awesome, <laughs> real man, but it it, it does suck because a lot of people are losing their jobs. But one thing that I do gotta say, um, of what if speaking of Elon Musk, um, about what makes Twitter so great is the reach that you're able to have. So um, there's a lady who works over at Bungie, and she said, "Hey yo, check. Listen, there's a bunch of positions that are still open over here for anyone that worked over at through for three Bethesda." of any if you fit any of the um job descriptions or requirements go ahead and send it in. So she shared that so there was a lot of people, you know, jumping in, which makes, you know, m- might be able to, you know, make a lot of people more comfortable knowing that people are reaching out. Um but I one of the developers over at 343, 3, I'm not sure if it was someone who was laid off or some who is still currently there. Said that a big issue that was going over there. They're saying that it's mismanagement. Uh, and I have to agree a uh, halo infinite came out what uh last year two years ago now two years ago um, halo infinite came out and it is it, a lack of content you have this multiplayer game that it just feels like you're not getting anything much from it granted they did release forge mode and there's a bunch of cool things you can experience in forge mode uh somebody built andy's room from toy story um people are rebuilding old maps and everything from like the og halos and they're building maps from other video games like it's insane what you can do in Forge mode, and it's really cool um, But the game definitely was mismanaged so my question to you gentlemen are uh, Phil Spencer had said that for their studios. He's deciding to do a more hands-off approach pretty much um, We're not gonna really do much crunch time. We're not gonna force you guys to hit specific dates with specific goals we're going to just let you guys create and have more of a hands-off thing. The issue is, ever since that's happened, uh, they, they really have, it really has—it feels like their studios have been going downhill. So do you guys think that a hands-off approach is good for business? Obviously, it's good for creativity. But do you think that this so far is doing good for business, or do you think it's doing more harm than good?
1: Um... Yeah, it's doing more harm than good because, um, again, business wise, that's not really a good strategy per se, excuse me, but creatively, like, you know, of course, just being able to conjure up so many different ideas and whatnot and bounce one idea onto the next person and so on and so forth that can really bring on, you know, something new and significant but at the same time that's also like time consuming and it just takes away so much like it takes away so much of something that can actually be done within that time frame so i feel like there should be a mix but more so on the managing side because again things regardless still have to get done within a business and a company no doubt
0: no doubt and how about you dev what are your thoughts on this
2: Um, i'm pretty much in agreement to you and uh dreamer uh is is definitely good for the creative side but for the business side that's kind of when it, you kind of get skeptical and worried about if the right choices are being made yeah you know.
0: yeah and i i think uh what kind of further pushes that point is um uh, there's a company or a game developer studio called lucid games i believe they also worked on a game destruction all-stars over on playstation uh they just announced that they have signed up to work with rare to pretty much work on the game sea of thieves now sea of thieves started off very very badly but you could tell from the jump it had potential very 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 good potential and today if you've ever wanted to live out your pirate life Oh man, there is no better game than that. You feel like a pirate, but you need to understand that those seas are rough, all right? Um, You have Krakens that can literally jump up, grab your ship, and if you are not ready to fight, you're dead. Um, If you want to go ahead, I believe the Pirates of the Caribbean Adventure is still on there. That is extremely fun to fight alongside Jack Sparrow and actually find him too. Um, You can also fight a Megalodon. Uh, so that's really scary as well—a big-ass shark that's just biting your ship in half. There's just a bunch of fun things you could do in there. Um, find hidden treasure. Uh, there is no safe area per se, unless you uh, become, unless you max out and become a legendary pirate. Then there is a safe area. But other than that, if you're not a legendary pirate, there is no safe area. So meaning, as soon as you start the game, if you take your ship off that dock, even if it's still docked up, someone could come and sink that ship. Like, that shit is just crazy fun. Uh, you can sabotage your own ship, too. So, if you would just want to fuck with your friends, just go ahead and put a TNT, like, explosive container of gunpowder under there and blow that shit up. Put all these holes in the ship and flood the whole thing. Whatever you want to do, it's very funny. Anyway, um, but Lucid Games has now signed on with um, Rare Studios to actually help uh, work on that game. And it's mainly due because Rare announced a game called Everwild. Everwild, from what we have seen it looks to be an open world adventure game and it has uh, it's weird it looks like some uh spirituality magic type stuff going on i really don't know all i know it visually and artistically it looks gorgeous it looks good but from all we know is what they shown is all they have all it was pretty much was just a group collection of videos and photos of concept it was just concept art, they had no story to it, they had nothing, and what this looks like is pretty much Rare's bringing on the studio to now steer the ship, no pun intended, of Sea of Thieves, so therefore they can go fully focus on Everwild. Now is that a good thing? Yes. But the bad thing about the situation is it further proves the point that maybe having a hands-off approach on something isn't the best. Because if your team was forced to, hey, I need at the least by this date to have your story good, ready to go, at least the first draft. We can worry about editing another time, but we need this first draft locked up, sealed, delivered, and then we can work on it from there. We need a direction to move forward in. With the hands-off approach is kind of like, hey, yo, get it to me when you get it to me, all right? And as long as we're moving forward, we're cool. That's that's not good enough when you have when you're spending money to create something millions of dollars should create something so there's that um but yeah further proofs to point um gentlemen you all play on the switch the nintendo switch that is how do you feel about another competitor coming into the handheld gaming consoles
2: i oh, make a try come on now this is nintendo we're talking about there ain't nobody competing with nintendo
0: well um currently we have the nintendo switch for handheld of stuff obviously you have your cellular device um, but we also have the steam deck which is amazing and extremely powerful uh, we also have uh, the what is it the logitech g cloud and i believe later this month we're gonna we're gonna see the release of the razor edge all of them are handheld consoles but it seems as though lenovo might be trying to get into the game as well. A um, YouTuber Taki Uran, I believe I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, he pretty much found multiple prototypes at a secondhand place, and he found a device called the Legion Play. It's currently running Android, and it kind of looks like the skin of the UI is running 10 cents app, and it's in the gaming hub, and it's supposed to be a 1080p display with HDR support. Um, a 7000 milliamp battery um, it's gonna have 64 gigs of internal storage i don't know for sure if it has expandable storage but funny enough it's also gonna have a display output um over usb type c which is cool because that means you can connect it to a tv or a monitor um so that's good as well and if it has a display port or um yeah display um output with usb type c my guess is and prayer is that it also charges usbc um uh i don't really have a price point because these are all just prototypes that he found some of them were working some were not they all looked somewhat different but still similar because it's a handheld but uh obviously nintendo switch the switch is costing what is it 400 now the switch light is 300 am i saying that correctly or is the switch Lite 200 Gentlemen. i believe i believe it is uh 200 okay so let, let's let say 200 for the switch light uh i mean i'm literally right here in front of my computer why the hell am i even guessing jesus <laughs> christ switch uh okay let's see uh switch all oh, the shopping Okay, Switch Lite is looking around 350. So the Nintendo Switch itself is 300. Switch Lite is 350. So therefore, let uh, I mean, said that wrong. The Switch OLED is 350. Regular Switch is 300. Switch Lite is 200. Um, the oh. Logitech G Cloud is currently out and available to purchase. That is a streaming digital thing only. You cannot insert any uh, cartridges or anything like that. It's strictly just streaming and it has to be connected to Wi-Fi. It does not work off of cellular um, data, so therefore you cannot pop in a 5G SIM card or anything like that, no, 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 strictly only connecting to Wi-Fi. Um, but the Logitech G Cloud currently is released and is for a 350 um, starting price. The Razer Edge that's gonna be later released this month is roughly around 400 starting price, but that you can also use cellular data. I believe there's Razer supposed to be working with Verizon, to launch it i can't remember correctly but gentlemen entry prices for something like this now granted it is a 1080p display but it is supposed to have hdr support um i know you guys already have switch lights i myself have a switch light and stuff so if something or a company is going to try and get you away from your nintendo switch what does this company need would something like a um what is it called a steam deck work for you guys as well or does it need to be more than just that
1: yeah me personally honestly from what i've been reading and looking into with the steam deck i would prefer something like that honestly now of course with something as powerful as the steam deck you know it has a lot of different controls and buttons on the surface of it And then also, of course, depending on what type of game you're playing, obviously. So, of course, they have a variety of different um, buttons and stuff like that, whatever. But for something like the Switch, I prefer more so of a simplistic type of feel. But again, it's the Steam Deck. It has multiple different type of games and, you know, you know, versatility within it. So, you know.
0: No doubt, no doubt. Steam
2: Deck has like the... The games that you'll see on Xbox and uh, PlayStation, those those type of enhanced graphic type games.
0: Yeah, because I'm
2: down right. with that. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I think for me, like the thing that's interesting is that the Steam Deck's running off of Linux, so you can heavily mod it and everything. You could change the boot up um, load screen. You could she'd do a lot of changing on the system, which is amazing. Um, my thing is. I find myself just picking up the Switch more than anything else, mainly because it's something I could just throw in my bag and go. It's something small. It's not anything too crazy big. I feel as though the Steam Deck, although it is amazing, bro, you can play Doom on there. You can play Call of Duty. Like anything you could buy on your computer, you could buy on that shit. And now that all PlayStation games are going to PC, guess what? You can play all them PlayStation games on your fucking Steam Deck. I feel as though for me, it's more or less of a comfort thing. You remember the old PSP days, the PSP 3000, like, that? like the smaller thing, I could just shove my bag and go ahead and go. It was like that. But for new competitors, for me personally, you have to just get the feel right. That's an issue I have with um, the Nintendo Switch that holding it for too long your hands cramp up i don't like that shit (laughs) so uh that's one thing that i gotta say if you are gonna jump into the game your console has to be comfortable um or at least sell that shit with a free case that makes it more comfortable uh but saying that keep in mind if you are going to jump into this game you can't just have simply being able to stream mobile games that's not gonna work you can't just stream mobile games you're gonna have to make it a direct competitor with the steam deck where at least I can download or stream games that I can buy on PC. So uh, that hey, hey,
2: hey, oh, open, have an open beta for upcoming games or uh, like a testing service. that yeah. would
0: be nice. Like, like you you can't just you, you gotta come correct. You can't just make another handheld device narrative. You you simply can't do that, especially as a company like Lenovo. Like you guys are a very reputable company. So don't don't get it twisted and everything. Like people will buy. But if you actually want any success and actually want to make a footprint in this industry within the mobile um, consoles, one, you're never going to catch up to the Switch. That's just not happening. And this pretty much seems to be Nintendo's new bread and butter. So Nintendo's never going to stop making the Switch. There's going to be a Switch 2 or a Switch Pro, um, a Switch Pro XL. It's never going to stop. And you're going to always have to fight this battle. But it's really not a battle that you'll ever win. So the battle you're going to have to fight is the Steam Deck. You got to be able to play your PC games on there. You can't just simply have, hey, I can download my games off the App Store and play it on my handheld console. No, that's why I got a goddamn phone. Um, So, yeah, my advice to you. <laughs> make sure that your competitor is strictly going to be Steam Deck and not uh, Nintendo. Because it's just never going to work. Um, Saying that, gentlemen this is the end of the episode we've been recording for way too long um uh so go ahead and give your outros let them know where they can find you at um plug in your socials what you're working on what you're um finishing up talk to me gentlemen
1: um you can find me on instagram and tiktok under the name have a dream al um yeah uh, you can mainly just find me there <laughs>
0: There we go. There we go. And how about you, Dev? Talk to me.
2: Uh, where can you find me at? Dev.Antoine on Instagram, on Twitter, Devin ninety five on Twitch.
0: Alrighty, and as always, it's your man in Human Line. You can find me on all your various social media networks at Inhuman Line. That's I N H. U M A N L I N E. Again, that's Inhuman Line. And if you wish to send in any um, listener questions, requests for topics, or anything along those lines, feel free to hit me up at InhumanLine at gmail.com. Um, again, that's InhumanLine at gmail.com. And thank you all for joining me on episode 40 of The Norns. And have a blessed one. Be safe. Much love to y'all. Peace.